Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And today's episode is going to be a deep dive. And so I don't know if we've mentioned this in the podcast before where like Eric and I kind of take turns with the deep dives. So this this time around was was my turn to make the reports for the deep dive. And I know that we had talked about doing um, Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. We are still going to do Heaven's Gate. I promise I will I will do Heaven's Gate. But uh, I I had originally been wanting to do the Stanley Hotel because uh, when I went to Colorado uh, on vacation, we happened to go to the Rocky Mountains. Long story short, we couldn't hike, but then we remembered that the Stanley Hotel was on the way. So we uh, stopped in there, had a drink, and I was like, oh, I need to talk about the Stanley Hotel on a deep dive. Um, you had a drink in the Stanley Hotel? I did, yeah. Have you not seen the fucking movie and uh, the uh, 30 Seconds to Mars video? Why do you think that you had I a drink wanted there? to... Yeah, like... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what man. is the point of going to the Stanley Hotel if I didn't know what was at the Stanley Hotel? You know, like, sometimes I question your... Uh, your self-preservation oh. you know like do, do you really want to be alive still because you do some you do some questionable things i haven't played with a ouija board does that count yet yet yeah no truly yet it will happen at some point i bet um but no like well yeah so i i wanted to go and and i i must say well one I, i'll talk about my experience before we get into it a little bit but one, when you get in, you have to take like a parking token. You have to pay to park, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like five bucks, but they give you, or it's, it's sorry, it's 10 bucks, but then they give you a coin that's worth $5 that you can use like at the bar or uh, like gift shop kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like $5 parking. But the coin is, it has, you know, the Stanley Hotel on the front and on the back, it has the two little twin girls from the, from oh, the shining. Crazy. Yeah, well, sorry, I've ruined that. If you guys don't know, the Stanley Hotel is what inspired the movie The Shining. Um, so it's got the two little girls in the back. And um, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So like, okay, well, we have to go. and We have to get a drink there. And um, I, I wish we would have been able to explore a little bit more, but we were kind of on a, a bit of a time crunch. But I did tell Carlos, I was like, I had completely forgotten that the Stanley Hotel was in Colorado. So next time, we're already planning like our second trip. We're going to at least stay one night at the Stanley Hotel and then, you know, wherever else uh, for the rest of it. But I'm like, no, we have to stay at the Stanley. So I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about it again in the future and hopefully have a, a ghost story personally. But you just have to set up yeah. a camera throughout the night and see what happens. I would not want to watch that back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I'd have to give it to you to watch it or something. Cause, yeah, you know, dude, because I have a recording that I still haven't listened to. <laughs> That's true. We would be horrible paranormal investigators. Yeah, probably. Honestly, dude, it's good. Like, so I think about it too. I was like, man, it'd be dope to do that. But then I'm like, but then you have to sit there and like watch fucking hours and hours and hours of video and listen to hours and hours and audio of audio. And then if you don't find shit, it's like, fuck, I just wasted my entire like. Just at least that's how I would feel. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, guys like Monty Joseph probably don't feel that way because they like they really enjoy it. And it's not that I wouldn't enjoy it. It's like, but well, 
I I feel like the fun part is like doing the investigation and then just yeah. the tedious part is like going back and listening to everything. But I, I feel like if you got an EVP or you got like a shadow or something, then you'd be like, oh, okay, all of that was worth it. All that time that yeah. I thought I wasted, like I got this one piece of evidence. So but now then it's if worth you it. don't, then you're like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're being a negative Nancy. So guess what? You're never going to find evidence. I'm just a pessimist that way. <laughs> but today. Also, guys. Oh. Real sorry. Uh, if you haven't noticed, um, because I hadn't worked my normal schedule, uh, when I did upload last week's episode, I also went back and titled every single one of our episodes. They're not that many, but uh, I think from a certain point on, we had st- I had started titling them, you know, by who, who we interviewed this yeah. and that. But the all the fir- original episodes only said like episode one, episode two, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. They didn't have anybody like in the actual title. So now, if you go back and look at it, uh, all that is titled uh, our listener stories. I just started from the beginning, calling them stories of high strangeness. Uh, so yeah, if you go back, it's going to be a lot easier to find an episode if you listen to it and you're like, hey, I remember when they talked to this person. Their name will be in the title now, so it'll be a lot easier for you to find. I feel like it's going to be easier for us too. We're like, oh, what episode was that? We can just yeah. say it was episode with so and so. So it's also be kind of partially why I did it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, it'll be easier for us to go back and, like, I think it was in this episode. And then, you know, yeah. Good looking so. out, brother. Good job. I got you all and us. I figured <laughs> I didn't, I, you know, I wasn't doing anything, might as well. Yeah. Sweet. Well, uh, should we get it? Get into the Stanley Hotel. Let's do. All right. So let's start with a little bit of the history of the hotel, because as we've mentioned multiple times in the podcast, you wouldn't have ghosts without a little bit of history. So uh, the Stanley Hotel was built in 1909 by Freeland Oscar Stanley. And Freeland was an American inventor, entrepreneur, hotelier, hotelier. Hotelier and hotelier, hotel, sure, like Somalia, probably right. He was a hotel person, uh, (laughs) and architect. Um, school children used some of his inventions, one being the Stanley practical drawing sets, and photographers used uh, some photographic plates that he had also invented. And that's that's actually the thing that made him a multimillionaire. Um, So then he ended up creating the Stanley Motor Carriage Company with his twin brother. Um, And I don't know why I never, ever, ever put two and two together, like Stanley Steamer and the Stanley Hotel. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, the Stanley Steamer, like it was one of the first cars, like it could uh, hit up to speeds of like 125 miles an hour, which... It made it the fastest vehicle on earth at the time. Um, yeah, like I, I had, I'd never put two and two together until I actually went. And when you walk in through the, the main doors to the right um, is a Stanley steamer. And that's when it finally clicked that <laughs> it was the same person. So, okay. When you said Stanley steamer, the first thing that came to my mind is that company carpet that, cleaner. yes. Stanley steamer gets carpet cleaner. That yeah, one. that one. That's what came to mind. I, I didn't know that that was a thing until you said it right now. 
Well, I don't know. Did he invent that too? I mean, I would assume that they got it, you know, they named their company after this. I don't know, though. Now I have to look it up. Who invented the... Jack Bates, the founder of Stanley Steamer, invented or invested 2300 and opened a one-man carpet cleaning business called the Jack Bates Carpet Cleaning Business. <laughs> and then and then switched it to Stanley Steamer. Yeah. So, not not the same thing. This is the one who invented the car. <laughs> uh yeah, so it was a 142 room resort and it was meant for wealthy vacationers and it also served as a health retreat for those who were suffering from tuberculosis. Why? Because in 1903, uh, Freeland Oscar Stanley, the founder, the one who made it, uh, was actually given less than six months to live because he had tuberculosis. And the doctor recommended that he go get some fresh dry air and sunlight and you know, have a healthy diet and um, told him, you know, you'd likely be dead before summer's end and <laughs> like have fun, I guess, enjoy what life you have left. Um, and, you know, like a lot of people who were also diagnosed with tuberculosis at the time, uh, he, Stanley and his wife headed to the Rocky Mountains and it wasn't easy either because they came from Massachusetts. Oh my God. I was just, I said that right, right? I was having trouble saying it yesterday, and I'm like, fuck, it's here again, Massachusetts. Uh, But the doctor promised that he'd come back in September to bring Stanley's body back for the burial because he for sure was going to be dead. Can you imagine? It's like, oh, yeah, I'll come pick up your body once you die. Don't worry. (laughs) But but then, so I know, right? But I mean, I guess that's how shit was back in the day. But uh, the good news is, obviously, that within just a couple of months of, of him being out there, he was hiking five miles a day and like he was nowhere near death's door anymore. And so naturally, he fell madly in love with the valley and, and Estes Park and, uh, you know, because it gave him a second chance at, at life. And he decided to return every summer. And, and so by the he, valley, they don't mean the Rio Grande Valley. No, not that valley. <laughs> it is definitely not Estes Park. Maybe uh, they so, should have done the Estes method in Estes Park. Oh my god, uh, they have. I'm fairly certain that the person who invented or like came up with the Estes mes- method, um, did it at the Stanley Hotel. I'm like I can I remember seeing a video I think I'm I'm almost certain that that's where they they did it um but anyway so in 1907 he was determined to turn Estes Park into a resort town so he began construction on the famous Hotel Stanley uh he also built um a hydroelectric plant up in the mountains so that the hotel could be electric which if you've been out there or seen it at all yeah i mean it's just surrounded by mountains and like forests and wilderness there is there is like a road now and there are some things built around it but i can imagine back in the day it's like there's had to have been absolutely nothing out there um but yeah and and they even had food phones 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 so (laughs) 
I was going to say foons, and then I was able to correct myself before it came out of my mouth. But then I was like, were you really going to say foons? And so I like had to just say it. So yeah, he, he built the, the hydroelectric plant up in the mountains so that the hotel could be electric. And they even had phones in every room, which was actually kind of a big deal back in the day. So the, the main hotel and concert hall were completed in 1909. And guests would arrive by train and then they were ushered to the hotel by uh, like these cars or like this fleet of specially designed steam powered vehicles because they're not like car cars uh, called mountain wagons. And, uh, you know, the, the Stanley was mostly a summer resort, so the heat wasn't added until 1979. And other than that, the hotel is basically the same as it was when it opened. And like truly, honestly, it when you step in there, you're stepping back in time. Everything, all the the artwork on the walls is super dated. Everything looks dated, but obviously not in a bad way. Uh, they, you know, it's very like clean and pretty, but it's everything looks super antique uh, and old and vintage. But I didn't again stay there in the bedrooms, so I don't know what those look like. But next time um this so yeah the like i don't know i guess if i looked it up right but what i just from what you're talking about i'm imagining those mountain wagons kind of like did you ever watch the movie on netflix anola holmes yeah with what's her name 11 from stranger things and superman yes Uh yeah Um, i don't know people's names i just go by the characters they played sorry (laughs) yeah henry cavill and I don't know what the girl's name. I forgot. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. I've never seen Stranger Things. Um, it's because you're too cool for school. We look, know. You know what? I, I'm like, I'm this close to watching it. I've asked. You should. I, like, I just like after the, the, the whole uh, soul, Metallica solo. Yes. Yeah. I've been like, <laughs> oh, maybe I should watch this. I mean, that's not, well, that is kind of, but after I saw that, I was like, hmm, maybe I do want to watch this. I, it, I don't know why. Anyway, and then I tried to, you know, I asked Valeria, would you consider it now? Maybe she's like, ah, it doesn't catch my attention. I was like, yeah, I was the same way. But for whatever reason, like all of a sudden now I no. want to watch it. Yeah. But anyway, so I imagine like those those wagons being like, I think there was like a vehicle that they used on in, in, in the movie. Uh, and I want to say it was steam powered, but it was like this fucking open car. It was like basically a wagon, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, I guess if you go back and watch the movie, uh, it was probably. Oh, I don't know if Something it was electric. Steam. I'm pretty sure it was or steam not electric, powered. but steam. That's yeah. what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, I don't uh, know. I don't remember. I saw the movie, but I definitely don't remember. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it would click if I if I saw it. The Stanley Hotel contains eleven structures, including the the main hotel, the concert hall. A carriage house, a manager's cottage, a gatehouse, and the lodge, which is a smaller bed and breakfast that originally was called Stanley Manor. The Stanley Hotel is still in operation and remains a tourist destination due to its panoramic views of the Rockies. And the hotel also has a very haunted history, which is why we are all here today. And it has helped attract viewers and paranormal investigators from all over the world. And I, I can... I mean, I'll make it an effort to post the pictures that I took. I didn't take, I'll be honest, I didn't take a lot just because um, 
I was just kind of enjoying the moment and I didn't want to be like picture, 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 yeah. um, like somebody we know. And, um, but, but I did get a picture of, of in front of the hotel and the front doors and then facing the, uh, the, the Rocky mountains, you can see them there. It's literally everywhere. It's, it's well, just Colorado period. I don't think there's anything that I saw that wasn't beautiful to look at. So. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what the Stanley hotel inspired, First thing being The Shining. I have oh, a confession. Yeah. I have never seen The Shining before. That's fucked up. You I've seen bits and pieces of it. Like I've seen the little boy go, Rad, Ram, Rad, Ram, or Danny's not here, Mrs. Mrs. Torrance. Yeah, Gotta do I've the seen finger. that. Yeah, I was doing it. I guess it wasn't oh. in the shot. I was like <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Because or he he does this right when he, yeah up and down when he's talking he's like ram, yeah ram. yeah and then I I mean I've obviously seen the scene where you know he's like hacking through the fucking wall and he's like here's Johnny like I've seen all those yeah. like pieces he's iconic yeah iconic yeah but I've pieces. never actually seen the entire movie um because I think I tried to watch it when I was younger but I was like this is fucking boring it, I, yeah I will say it's definitely not like your typical like horror like wow boo and like mm-hmm. gory. It's I like mean, a obviously there's blood, but yeah, it's just like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, and it's not one of those things like with Stranger Things or these other series where I'm like, dude, what? I don't fucking understand the hype. No, no, it's mm. not that. It's just, I've, uh, I'll also say I've never seen Die Hard. The first one, the one that everybody's like, it's oh. a Christmas movie. I've never oh, seen, yeah. I've seen every other Die Hard. Never <laughs> seen the original. That's hilarious. Um, I, I, that's like. I was thinking about the thing. I don't know why I was thinking about it the other day. And I was like, I, I need to watch the shining and I, Oh, I know why because of Dr. Sleep. I really want to watch Dr. Sleep. Oh, but I yeah. was like, I feel like I need to watch the shining before I watch Dr. Sleep. Yes. And no. All right. Yeah. So in the 1970s, sorry, in the 1970s, the Stanley hotel was experiencing a downward spiral. It's splendor had faded and other accommodations with more modern amenities like heat and AC were taking most of the business. It also had a reputation for being haunted, which wasn't a choice selling point back then. Different story now, but yeah. back then it wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a you know a huge selling point. The Stanley then seemed, the yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kept it on the down low. Sorry. The Stanley seemed doomed for closing until 1974, when an up-and-coming horror author checked in with his wife. That night would not only elevate the literary horror genre and set Stephen King on his path to greatness, but it completely altered the desti- destiny of the uh, Stanley Hotel. The Shining was a fictional tale, but the setting was inspired by the true hauntings within the Colorado Stanley Hotel. Stephen King's The Shining book was the basis for Stanley Kubrick's 1980 masterpiece film. A sequel to The Shining and based on the book of the same name. I And if I'm not mistaken, I think Stephen King fucking hated the movie. Am I wrong? Yeah. So, yeah. So, actually, I should have put started the a sequel to The Shining. Um, yeah. So, he, he ended up making the sequel to The Shining based on, on the book uh, mm-hmm. called Dr. Sleep, which was released in 2019. Because, yeah, he, he didn't like the way that it turned out and apparently is nothing like the book. And what he well obviously what he had envisioned for uh 
the hotel itself like they they didn't even actually use okay i will say that fun fact really quick the stanley hotel is not the hotel that you see in the movie the shining so yeah he was he was pretty upset that kubrick had had used a completely different hotel that we'll talk about in the next uh bullet point but um yeah so dr sleep is more in line with the book than the movie yeah so and and again i'm uh going back to what i said earlier i i saw dr sleep like the 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 previews for dr sleep and i was like and and like i said i'm a f- i don't know why but i'm a huge fan of of uh you mcgregor uh I, I don't know he's just i like watching him in movies um yeah but same same he like so i saw that i was like oh this looks super fucking cool like i want to watch this but and then when I found out it was a sequel to The Shining, I was like, "Oh fuck!" But I think I need to watch The Shining first. So I never saw it in the movies, in the theater. So uh, I need to. I, the Shining might be on Netflix or HBO, so I need to go do that. And then I believe Doctor Sleep is on on um, HBO Max. So okay, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely yeah, gonna it's... watch those movies. He's the little boy all grown up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah that's movie. why I was like, "Oh shit, dude, this is gonna be fucking awesome." It was like it. It actually had a lot of like made a lot of money and got a lot of great reviews. Um, so yeah, definitely watch it. Okay, so like Michelle mentioned, Kubrick's vision for the movie differed from King's significantly in many ways, including the portrayal of the Overlook Hotel. The exteriors of Kubrick's Overlook were supplied by the Timberland Lodge on the slopes of Mount Hood in Oregon, and the inspiration for the interior sets erected at Elstree Studios in England came from the 1927 Awakni Hotel in Yosemite National Park. So The Shining is considered one of the most significant films in history. It tells the story of Jack Torrance, uh, played by Jack Nicholson, a recovering alcoholic who takes a job as a caretaker of a historic hotel during their off-season. Jack, his wife Wendy, played by Shelley Duvall, and their son Danny, who is played by Danny Lloyd. Why the fuck didn't they hire an actress named Wendy? I know, right? Like, you can do Jack and you can do Danny, but you can't do do Wendy, Shelley. God damn. Jeez. Just kidding. You fucking missed you missed oh the mark gosh. on that one kubrick oh my gosh well Moving. apparently he missed a lot of fucking marks because yeah. steven <laughs> steven, stephen king stephen king hated it yeah so jack his wife wendy and danny all move into the overlook hotel deep in the colorado rockies danny possesses the shining of physic uh, sorry psychic. A psychic ability that gives him insight into the hotel's terrifying past a snowstorm then forces the family to stay indoors and they start to learn the supernatural dangers that reside in the hotel. The evil forces that de- uh, deteriorate Jack's sanity, leading him to turn on his family. While many aspects of the Shining story are fantastical and far-fetched, one key detail is actually very real. The Overlook Hotel, while not an existing location itself, was inspired by real-life experiences that Stephen King had. Oh, that's fucked up, dude. <laughs> Here's how, cause, and again, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen like a lot of like the most famous scenes or like, yeah. you know, iconic scenes. So I can only imagine like if he's like, I don't know. Anyway, I, uh, I, I mean, obviously it's just yeah. exaggerated and right, it's right. not exactly, but I mean, well, yeah, you'll hear about his experiences. Here's how the inspiration took form in The Shining. 
1974, King and his wife spent the night at the isolated Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. The couple checked in just before the hotel was shutting down for the winter, and and they were the only guests here. King, a natural horror writer, noted that eerie feeling of being in an empty hotel. They pretty much had the run of the place, but King wasn't convinced that they were actually alone. While roaming the building, King felt inspired by the long corridors and the isolation from the world, which I think is something that happens in the movie, no? Like, Jack just, like, wanders around the hotel. Yeah, like, just bored out of his mind. and Yeah, yeah. which... There's... Uh, no, I was going to mention the 30 Seconds to Mars video, which was inspired by The Shining, yeah. unless you put something about that in here. I didn't, know. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if anybody or who knows who 30 Seconds to Mars is. If you do, I'm sure it's probably not your taste in music. If it is, go listen to the song. It's fucking awesome. Watch which the one? video, too. Uh, the... the uh... I was just going to say, you're saying watch the video, but we got to see which one. I don't yeah. remember. The... Do you remember... Uh... What the fuck is it? Beautiful Eye. Is it Beautiful Eye? I don't know. No, that's the name of the album. Uh, fuck is the song? The Kill. The Kill. Yeah, so go watch The Kill if you're into that music. If you're not, check it out anyway because Jared Leto has this, like, he makes his videos very cin- uh, cinematic. So a I lot of, why. like, I, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, it was very much inspired by um, The Shining and a lot of what happens in The Shining they put into the fuck, the video. So it's it's a decent video. It's I liked it anyway. Anyway, moving on. This is a quote from Stephen King. The hotel staff were just getting ready to close for the season and we found ourselves the only guests in the place with all those long, empty corridors. He and his wife were served dinner in an empty dining room accompanied by canned orchestral music. Again, quote, except for our table, all chairs were up on the tables. So the music is echoing down. Again, super oh, far, and I mean, so the music is echoing down the hall. And I mean, it was like God had put me there to hear that and see those things. That night, King had a dream which would inspire him. I dreamt of my three. I dreamt of my three year old son running through the corridors, looking back over his shoulder, eyes wide, screaming. He was being chased by our fire hose. I woke up with a tremendous jerk sweating all over within an inch of falling out of bed. I got up, lit a cigarette, sat in a chair, looking out the window at the Rockies. And by the time the cigarette was done, I had the bones of the book firmly set in my mind. That's fucking awesome, dude. I know. His experience instantly gave him the idea of the horror novel. Imagine just like having a dream like that and then waking up inspired and just fucking like having an idea like a like just basically the book ready to go like in your mind i haven't well i'm not a writer so i haven't done that but i've like like with art paintings yeah 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 yeah. but that's that's um kind of goes back to something that we've talked about and uh, i think a few times about you know these these ideas and these great things just being out in the universe and then like it's just a matter of like grabbing it yeah and then it gets like downloaded because yeah there's been so many movies or books or artwork or whatever where it's like yeah i I woke up and i had the lyrics to this song or i had the melody of this song like plenty of musicians have have said the same thing um so yeah there's just something i feel like about the dream state where it's easier for you to 
you know, download this information, I guess. I guess I'm just not that creative. Like, I've tried, like, but, I mean, I like, when people are able to do that, like, when I see your stuff, like, I'm like, wow, dude, that's fucking awesome. And then the way you just fucking sketched that shit out the other day and that you posted, that reel, Uh that you're like, this this popped in my head, so I had to do a quick sketch. I was like, god damn it, dude, I fucking envy you. It's called practice, sir. Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's literally all it is. I practice I practice video games and I'm not good at that shit. Okay. Oh my god. Well, it's not good practice then. There's practice and there's good practice. That's what I always used to tell my students. You can practice and do something over and over again, but if you're practicing it like shit every single time, guess what? You just wasted your time. Now if it's good practice, you take your time and you're focusing on what you're doing, then that's good practice and that's what you benefit from. Not just going through the motions. I don't know how Sorry, to practice my teacher. Games. My teacher came out. Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway. You could be good at all those things, basically, is what I'm getting at. Especially the artistic sense, because it's. I feel like it's just in our bones. But now that you guys have the history of the hotel, let's get into some of the hauntings. The Stanley Hotel has been called Disneyland for ghosts. It has hosted countless paranormal investigations, uh, including teams from Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures. Yes, those guys. And uh, Sci-Fi's Ghost Hunters, which I feel like, I don't think I saw the Ghost Adventures, but I feel like I saw the Ghost Hunters uh, episode. Uh, Guests can get in on the action, too. See, and this is why I want to go back, because I know that they do ghost tours, and, like, I have to, but guests can get into the action with the Stanley's ghost adventure package where they are assigned a room on the fourth floor complete with ghost hunting equipment and a mug with the famous message, red rum. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I'd say I want to go for my birthday, but my birthday is in January and I do not want to (laughs) be in a hotel that was literally closed down for the winter because it was so cold. You don't want to end up like Jack Torrance. Basically. And, well, I guess I'll mention that at the end. No, I can mention it now because um, it wasn't I, – I left it out in the beginning, my bad. But uh, you know how Eric had mentioned – or Eric, you mentioned that the hotel wasn't filmed at the – sorry. The movie wasn't filmed at the actual hotel, at the Stanley Hotel. What it, what was it called? That it was – Yeah, uh, the Overlook. Oh, the Overlook, I think, no, is from is the book, the, no? Yeah, Overlook is from the, the book. Timberland Lodge. Um, they're the ones that have the maze outside that he kind of gets lost in. Um, but in 2015, the Stanley started building their hedge or their little like hedge mate hedge maze. Um, and we were able to walk through it, but it's again, it was like built in 2015, so like the hedges haven't fully grown. So if you're like six foot tall like you can see over i mean i could even see over some parts and some of them were like dead so it's like okay like we walked through it really quickly like it wasn't we cheated like just like looked over like okay now i gotta go this way but i'm sure once it's like fully grown it'll be pretty cool but but yeah so now there's actually a maze out in front of the stanley hotel but yeah so i want to go back and i would love to to try and do this ghost adventure package I feel like Carlos probably wouldn't join me, so it might just be me. <laughs> like, uh, And I just won't tell him that we're staying on the fourth floor and that it's probably haunted. 
And then when they gave you all the when they give you all the equipment, you're just gonna be like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, this, this is for me. It's for recording podcasts. Yes, there you go. Because I told them I'm, they told I told them I'm a podcaster. Yes, yes. So, just recording an episode, honey. Don't worry. Just go to sleep. Go to sleep. Is there anybody in the room right now? Make this meter go off. <laughs> uh, okay. So, ghostly occurrences are reported in almost every room of this hotel, and you can hear shadowy figures. You can. Sorry, you can see you can see shadowy figures. You can hear eerie laughter. Of course, there's always got to be flickering lights and items that move on their own. The Stanley Hotel has all your favorite phenomenon, and and I will say again, I I did say that it was like kind of going back in time because everything is like dated to yeah, super old timey. And they have uh, like a velvet rope at the staircase in the entrance. And it's like for guests only. And we went with Carlos's friend and he's the one that took us. And he's he's from mm-hmm. Colorado. And he just starts walking up. And Carlos and I, the rural followers over here, are like, but we're not guests. And he's like, how the fuck are they going to know if you're a guest or not? Come on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so he like walked up and uh, we didn't go far or anything because obviously then it was rooms. But um Again, I want to go back, actually stay there and explore some more. But it's they have I actually again, I'll post a video, but of the staircase because I did take a quick clip of just like all the old timey like portraits and stuff. And like that one's haunted. That one's haunted. She keeps staring at me no matter where I go. Um, But it just it does have like this little eerie feeling. But I I think Uh also mentally knowing that that's what inspired The Shining. Like, of course. And that's because it was full of people. I can only imagine empty or, or like I, just at night when everybody's like, you know. Yeah. Well, it's probably ghost hunters left and right trying to. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know why we're like that, dude. Like the whole rule follower thing. Me personally, I'm a rule follower because I hate getting reprimanded. Yeah, uh, I fucking hate that shit. Too, uh, yeah, especially in public. Like, in front of people. Yeah, don't. If you're going to yell at me, you can yell at me, but let's go behind these closed doors. Yell at me so I can cry in private. <laughs> yeah, I don't even like that either. I just yeah. rather not well, get in trouble. Of, well, of course. Yeah. And that's why we're rule, follow- rule followers. We don't want to get yelled at. If you get too spooked, just find a member of the cleaning staff. Why? Why? You may ask. <laughs> Apparently, the ghosts hate vacuum cleaners. Every time someone vacuums, the machines go haywire and turn off or the plugs go flying out of the wall. Which that's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. They probably Fuck think you. it's the Ghostbusters or some shit. Tell me about room 217 because I know this one's a, an important room. Yeah. Yeah. That's where uh that's where some shit went down. In the <laughs> some sh- shit went down movie, all and, over. And it also went down in uh what's it called? The music video. And I think Actually uh, in the movie they they changed it to three like 325 or something they changed the room uh, they might have actually- yeah i think they might have done the same thing in the uh, in the video and then i was just remembering too that uh, ready player one had this whole like shining uh section to the movie as well have you i don't know if you ever saw I, I did see it but I, i'm not remembering it but it's also been a while yeah so anyway room 217 the though the overlook hotel from the shining is fictional as are the characters within the characters within room 217 the one that the the king stayed in and is prominent in the novel remains at stanley's most requested accommodation i can assure you there's no woman in the bathtub she comes out in the music video too 
<laughs> but that doesn't mean that the room is not haunted. Okay, but in the movie, thank God that one isn't real. Well, you haven't seen you haven't seen the movie, so you wouldn't know because that scene no. is fucking Graphic. awful. That one stuck with me. Yeah, yeah, because in the music video, like it's a beautiful woman, and then he starts making out with her, and then she turns into like this old lady. That I mean, that happens, but I don't know. And there's I don't blood do everywhere. Oh, spoiler! I don't want to do spoiler. So I just fucking That's spoiled fine. it. There's blood. Well, there's blood in like all over the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not a spoiler. There's blood. Okay. There's like a, a huge iconic, spe- a huge iconic scene with literal gallons and gallons of blood. And if you've never seen that, then that's on you. I've seen it in uh, Ready Player One. Oh, well, there you go. In nineteen, 19- <laughs> in order. Sorry. In nineteen eleven, the large. The, uh, during a large storm, the head housekeeper, Elizabeth Wilson, was lighting the lanterns in room 217 where there was an explosion. Elizabeth was blasted through the floor into the McGregor dining room below. Believe it or not, she survived. That's fucked up. The, she <laughs> survived with only broken ankles, I guess, from the fall. Yeah. She spends <laughs> she spends most of her afterlife still taking care of the still taking care of the room. Guests have reported items moved, luggage unpacked, and light lights being turned on and off. Mrs. Wilson is very old-fashioned. She isn't a fan of unmarried guests sleeping in the same bed. Well, I guess you can't stay in room 217, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for that so, reminder. Sorry. So some, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So some couples have reported being uh, feeling a cold force come between them when they wail. Oh, when Wait. they wake up, they often find that the man's think. Oh, things have been packed with his luggage by the door. I was going somewhere else with that. But I mean, if you wore a ring, would she really know? I don't know. Maybe ghosts know things that we don't. They can tell. Hmm, Interesting. Actor Jim Carrey stayed in room 217 when the Stanley was used for filming in his film Dumb and Dumber. He reportedly got to he reportedly got so spooked that he ran from the room half naked in the middle of the night. Some of the film crew also got the creeps in this room. So the so that the when they were in, oh I guess so because they were in Colorado. So I guess that's the hotel that they have that like auction at or whatever in the movie. Do you remember oh, when they're wearing the, the, the blue and the orange suits. suits? I don't remember. Uh, that that movie. It's been so long since I've seen it, so I don't remember the details. But I mean, probably I assume so if that's you know where he was staying when they filmed maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know um so one of the other haunted rooms is not really a room it's a staircase but it's called the vortex um this is this is what i was talking about maybe that's why i felt so weird uh this is a staircase that i was talking about that i said i got video of where it's like all the creepy portraits um, the stunning staircase between the floors in the hotel's lobby has been dubbed the vortex. It's a tornado of spiritual energy, sort of paranormal, sort of like a, a paranormal portal. Why can't I say that? A paranormal portal. Yeah, you said it fine. Okay, I don't know. It's not, it sounded weird. It, like my mouth had to do weird things in order to get that out. Uh, for all the ghosts that visit the hotel. Um, guests report cold spots and feeling dizzy on the stairs as though something had just walked right through them. Orbs and distortions have been caught on camera and Mr. and Mrs. Stanley have been seen 
hand in hand, watching over the hustle and bustle from the grand staircase. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, this is a staircase that I was talking about that. And by we, cool, you mean creepy. Yeah, I guess. But how, so I've actually that. Do you remember the the farm that I was that I've mentioned here in Austin? Oh, my God. What is it called? Pioneer Farms. Pioneer Farms here in Austin. Um, they, they take houses from old, like super old, you know, dated houses from all over and they bring them onto this property and there's still ghosts and stuff attached to to some of these houses so but basically uh all over this this land are energy vortexes or spiritual energy vortexes i guess um and so supposedly ghosts are able to like come in and out of these vortexes and almost like teleport from this vortex to wherever there is another vortex which is um kind of interesting so i yeah the the fact that the staircase is essentially that and like i said you you walk up and down and i'm sure just a shit ton of people are walking up and down it too so you just get all that like kind of hitting you if you're a little more sensitive to energies i guess um but yeah anyway tell us about the concert hall so the concert hall was built by stanley F.O. Stanley as a gift for his wife, Flora, or Flora, I don't know. Probably Flora. This, the stage features a trap door used for elect, uh, electrical, used for theatrical entrances and exits. The lower level once housed a two-lane bowling alley. The hall underwent extensive repair and renovation in, the two, in 2000, but it is a favorite spot for Flora Stanley's. For Flora Stanley. She has been known to play the piano well into the night, I don't know what it is with these ladies liking to play piano. (laughs) Another spirit fond of the concert hall is Paul. Among other duties, Paul used to force the 11. uh, He used to enforce the 11 PM curfew in the hotel's early days. Guests and employees reported hearing someone telling them to get out late at night. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. A construction worker was doing some work on the floors in the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him several times until he left. Paul is a big fan of the tour groups, often flickering their flashlights upon requests. That's awesome, too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, I'd bring I my own like... flashlight, though, because how do I know that their flashlights don't flicker on like on a remote control? Could be, could be. Or they give you some with like almost dead batteries, so it just constantly flickers on and off. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, so the the fourth floor. So if you remember, we just mentioned that they do paranormal investigations, um, and they make you stay on the fourth floor. Uh, the, the fourth floor is reported to have, ch- like, you could hear children running around and laughing and giggling and playing. So basically, my worst nightmare. But I am willing to sacrifice that so that I can get some evidence for the podcast, brother. It's for mm-hmm. us. The closet doors tend to open and shut on their own. And more than a century ago, the entire fourth floor was a cavernous attic. Later, it became lodging for female employees, children, and nannies. Could it be that the Grady twins are more than fabrication of King's macabre imagination? Oh, yes, definitely. I'm sure he dreamt that shit. So, yeah, those the, the twins, that's what I was saying was on the back of the coin. Come play with us. Yes. 
Obviously, many friendly cowboys have spent a night or two at the Stanley Hotel over the years, but there is no indication of one dying in the building. Those that know their their SS Park history believe that this is this believe this to be the spirit of Rocky Mountain Jim Nugent. This is especially because he mostly appears to the lady, sometimes giving them a ghostly kiss. I wonder what that would feel like. Probably ice be cold. cold. Yeah. Speaking of ice cold, Speaking the of ice, ice house. <laughs> the ice house. Before indoor refrigeration, the Stanley Hotel had an outbuilding linked to house large blocks of ice. The ice house has been remodeled into a museum containing some of the original Stanley steamer cars. It also has two spirits that have been seen inside. Billy is a shy kid that shows up as a blurry figure in photographs. So that's just one of the two spirits that haunts there. Pet Cemetery, spelled with an S, not a C. Existing long before King's novel, Pet Cemetery, there stood an actual pet cemetery outside of the Stanley Hotel. There are two beloved pets interred here, meaning buried, that like to make appearances around the hotel Cassie, the golden retriever, oh. and Comanche, a fluffy white cat. Oh. Uh, they've both been seen and heard all around the property. See, ghost pups and cats like that that i would love to to experience that would be less spooky yeah unless you have dreams that they're attacking you and when they claw at you and then your dreams it feels real yeah i've never had that yeah that happened to me when blue died well it's because you're an asshole to her yeah well she was a bitch to me no uh i didn't know that there's underground underground caves until we or until i did this report but um if you take the 75-minute historic Stanley night tour, you get an in-depth look at the underground cave system beneath the hotel. The caves have a high concentration of limestone and quartz. Stone ding, tape ding, theory. Ding, stone tape theory, which some believe help capture paranormal energy. Stone tape theory. It has been used by employees to get around the hotel, and it would seem that at least one of them is still down there. Current employees say that the smells of home baked goods linger in the mm. tunnel for no apparent from no apparent source. They they think that it's probably the pastry chef who worked for the Stanley when the Stanley Hotel opened. There is also a gray cat, another kitty cat, uh, seen stalking about with bright green glowing eyes. He is not known to be from the pet cemetery, so perhaps he came from wherever those mysterious tunnels once led. And now the infamous hedge oh, maze. Oh, I did, I did put it in here. The open area in front of the Stanley Hotel was originally a long driveway for the Stanley steamers and a promenade for guests to enjoy the views. In 2015, it was replaced with a hedge maze. They held a competition where they chose the they chose a design from 300 global entries. Uh -oh. wow. This was done to connect the hotel to Stanley Kubrick's film version of The Shining, which introduced a suspense-provoking hedge maze. In King's novel, the lawn of the Overlook Hotel was adorned with topiary animals. I guess that's animals made of hedges. Yeah. While no specific ghosts have been reported inside. People tend... Uh, people tend to get panicky and uh, have... People tend to get panicky and have trouble breathing while navigating the maze. I call bullshit because, like I said, they they would have to be four foot tall. 
in order to get panicky because you can literally see over the head. Like I'm five four and I could I just had to tiptoe and I could see where I needed to go. So bullshit. It's really not that big either. But it was fun. It was cute. I actually I took video of us going through it so I can attach that along with it. And that way you guys can see that you're like, really? You got lost? Are you four foot tall? So the Stanley Hotel is a top destination for ghost hunters, horror fans, adventure seekers, health enthusiasts, the nature, and Just nature lovers there. alike. You don't have to stay overnight to experience all that the hotel has to offer. Tours are available daily, and each restaurant, bar, museum, or spa offers a unique experience. Literally brought back from the dead, thanks to one of the most famous and su- successful writers of all time. It's no wonder that the Stanley Hotel is considered among the most haunted hotels in the world. If you're brave enough to visit, the Stanley Hotel is waiting with open arms. Or with arms wide open. With arms, with arms wide open. open. Way to sync up. That was great. That's why I love you, brother. Okay. That <laughs> we did not plan that. Yes. As always, we like to try and find uh, some paranormal experiences that people had with said deep dive um, on the internet or on Reddit usually. So uh, I found a story from Efficient Space 4939, and this was their experience at the Stanley Hotel. August 2018, we decided to visit the Stanley Hotel on vacation. We checked in, and while the others were grabbing our suitcases, I went up to see our room. Inside the room, while I was waiting, I heard what sounded like young girls screaming. It sounded close, but not very loud. I looked in the hall and out the window and saw nothing. I woke very early the next morning, like 6.45, and I thought I heard a young girl singing. It was quiet but clear. Everyone was asleep and nobody in the ho- nobody was in the hall or outside the windows. I wasn't scared, just curious. There were three large windows in our room, old style, so no screens and you have to push them up to get open. You have to push them up to open them. They are painted over a few times, so it was kind of hard to open. One of the windows slammed shut twice while we were in that room. Slammed so hard that a small piece of the wood broke off in the of the frame and landed on the floor. I wonder if they're... Did they... They didn't specify what floor they were on, right? No. Okay. On the second night, we switched rooms <laughs> with the other family members. Uh, now in room... Oh, 321. So they weren't on the fourth floor. Well, not, they're not, not now. The sec- not anymore. Yeah. We don't know about the first time. Yeah. Now in room 321, all all quiet at bedtime, but very shortly after we settled in, my husband said he couldn't sleep. He is not a believer in spirits. He said the room suddenly felt strange and he felt like someone was watching us. I so want, like, if we were to stay here, like, something like that to happen. We're like, okay, you see, you feel it too. Like, now you know what I'm talking about when I say that I feel it. After he fell asleep, I thought I heard radio playing. It sounded like an old transistor radio i looked over at the cell phones to make sure that they hadn't started auto playing something they were both dark a minute or two later a minute or two after that i heard what sounded like a man whispering very close to my ear i couldn't understand the words and uh, a quick look at hubby saw his saw he was facing away from me and sound asleep shortly after that just as i was drifting off i felt two distinct pokes on my pillow as if as if something used their finger and tapped the pillow hard i look at my husband and he's still facing the other way snoring 
none of these things scared me. I was busy trying to analyze and found them interesting. In the morning, we found the flashlight on my husband's cell phone was on. He said he hadn't touched it. I remembered I looked at my phones after hearing the sound, like a radio, and they were both dark. Putting my bracelet on that morning, I noticed two bruises on my arm. I hadn't They hadn't been there the night before when I took my bracelet off, and I had no idea how they had gotten there. They matched perfectly with where my index finger and pinky would sit if my arm had been grabbed with force. So, like index and pinky i guess like here and here sort of thing mm-hmm. and obviously for those who can't see i'm like grabbing my own arm my daughter came in as we were all leaving for breakfast and i noticed a large scratch slash rash on the side of her neck she had no idea what are you gonna say no i was gonna say i guess what she meant by i had not meaning like i guess she hadn't noticed but her adult daughter did yeah she had no idea it was there how it got there and said it did not hurt it had faded and was gone by the evening. I posted the review on our visit to TripAdvisor, which includes pictures of the rash. So you can actually go to TripAdvisor and, or, and the Look bruises. Look up Lori Mitt. Yeah, Lori Mitt. L-A-U-R-I-E and then M-I-T. I so I guess okay. I have homework. I have to go watch The Shining and uh, Dr. Sleep. Um, definitely Dr. Sleep. I mean, well, obviously The Shining too, but, uh, yeah, Dr. Sleep was, was good. That's all I got. Hopefully that was a a good enough deep dive. Um, I know it was like half history and half hauntings, but, um, again, I think the history is always super important to be able to understand. And if you guys have ever been out there, share your pictures with us or, you know, share your stories because that's, it'd be awesome to hear that. Yeah, I would love to to see or know if anybody did uh, a ghost tour of what it's like. Like, is it worth it? Or should I just do my own mini ghost hunting session if I stay? All right, guys. Uh, If you would like to contact us, check out our website at webelievedyou.com. On the website, there's a tab where you can find all our social medias. So make sure you go like, follow, and share on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. There's also a listen tab where you can listen to the podcast directly on our website or click any link to your favorite podcast listening site. You can also give us a five-star rating on Apple, which helps us move up the ranks so more people can find us. Don't forget to leave a review as well, which we'll read here on the show. If you want any of our merch, feel free to check out our merch tab where you can find a variety of designs on t-shirts and hoodies designed by Michelle herself. We also got caps. There's also a donate button if you really want to help us out. And finally, if you want to reach us, besides DMing us on social media, you can click on the contact us tab where you can write in telling us that you want to be interviewed. We can keep you anonymous and only share the information that you want to share. You can also send in your stories for our stories of high strangeness. And if you send them in in Spanish, we can translate them for you as well. So don't be shy, guys. Share your stories with us because we believe. Do you? Do you?